Your brain might just help you learn something in more ways than one. Welcome to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. Dr. Bell is a licensed marriage and family therapist. He'll be your guide on this crazy exploration designed to bring life back into our existence. Can you become the element of change in an ever-changing world? Possibly, but you've got to listen on to find out. Now here is the host of Absurd Psychology, Dr. Gary Bell. Welcome everybody. All right, we're talking about toxic family members. Oh yeah, you know, I think most people are know what I'm talking about. I'm not sure that everybody, you know, some lucky people are born into families that they really, you know, love spending time with and their their bonds make the holidays and uh, multi-generational vacations a, a drama-free, uh, enjoyable experience. But for others, simply seeing an incoming call from a parent can trigger anxiety that dates back to childhood. And they leave family gatherings feeling hurt, angry, exhausted. You know, toxic family dynamics can have far-reaching impact on our lives as adults. And narcissistic parenting isn't the only type of toxic family relationship. You know, there, there's um, th- this topic that there is ex- an expectation that siblings will have sustaining relationships all of their lives with toxic parents. So when you say that you don't, and, and this is a question of, is there something wrong with you? That's gaslighting. And that's what, you know, narcissists love to do. They make you feel like you're crazy. You know, the reality can be much more complicated. You know, the, the, they often aren't aware of their harmful patterns. And it's always a joke that you have one toxic person in your family. You probably have 10 because that's what was modeled. And if you look at the, you know, how families pass on behaviors, it's usually multi-generational in a family where you have certain types of toxic people. And some people, it's just mental illness, just mental illness of that person that, that may be undiagnosed or untreated. You know, if, if is someone who you're ideally supposed to be close to actually inspiring an instinct to protect yourself, are you married to somebody like that? Well, it's possible. You know, it's even possible for us to have toxic children. You know, um, there are several signs of a toxic family member. And, uh, you know, if you look at the advice on, on, you know, how they are, you have to understand what they look like, what they what they act like, what to expect, and then how to deal with them. And that's what we're going to do on the show. You know, but toxic parents exhibit a chronic lack of empathy towards their children. And uh, those behaviors can manifest through biting remarks about appearance, relationship status, mental or physical health, f- uh, financial struggles, struggles, career challenges. We just don't get the fuel from these kind of parents. You know, even if they insist they're just teasing, these comments may subconsciously be decimating by design. You know, it's hard to imagine that a parent intentionally is taking cheap shots at their their kids, but that's what happens. And if they do that, they are toxic. You know, words can hurt, especially from family members. You know, that can be very cutting. You know, if they refuse to speak to you for hours or even days following an argument, it's a form of manipulation. And this is true regardless of family members. You know, 
these people are notorious for using silence as a form of punishment and emotional control, and they find power in being pursued for a relationship. So the first thing that toxic people do is they lie or they deny. Even even when it's a lie, that doesn't involve or affect you directly, but the lack of clarity about the truth creates confusion, and it cultivates a distrust that leaves you wondering what else isn't true, uh, particularly when it happens repeatedly. They may even cover a lie with another lie. You know, denial may also take form of, you know, patently false blanket statements like, we don't have secrets in this house, whatever, please. You know, they, these folks, these toxic family members, they generalize during disagreements. You know, specific details can be debated, but vague accusations are a bit harder to dispute. And so the remarks might sound something like, it never works out, or you can always do this. You know, they also sow conflict with other family members. They try to find alliances, and, and maybe they flat out ask you why you, you can't be more like felt competitive with, or they praise uh, someone's success in ways that emphasize where you fall short, or they might share something another family member said about you. You know, unhealthy parents will pit their children against one another, against other family members, and they set up scenarios where jealousy and resentment can flourish. They also change the subject to turn the tables on you. You know, in an argument, they, they deflect attention from bringing up one of your flaws instead. And they tell a loved one, you're the one they're concerned about, about your drug abuse or, or whatever claims that they may make towards you to try to move the cheese away from them. You know, it can be extremely painful when you're trying to share your hurt over a grievance or even abuse enacted by them or another family member only to be left feeling like you hurt them by bringing it up. They may cry or lash out with anger or they may say something like, why can't you let that go? Effectively minimizing your negative experiences with them. Also, they always move the goalposts. Manipulative people often shift the criteria that people have to meet in order to satisfy them. It's very uncomfortable because just when you think you've achieved what they wanted, it's not good enough. They also uh, seem to like the most obvious signs of a toxic relationship. You know, it, it's, it's, there's never any situation in which name-calling or physical intimidation and other forms of domestic violence are justified. But and, and if you're afraid of your safety, you need to look for help and you need to understand that that person may no longer belong in your life. You know, loyalty can be stupid. People are loyal to gangs. That's stupid. You know, loyalty is great when it's in the best uh, frame of mind with the best of intentions. But the problem is loyalty can make people do the dumbest things on the earth. You know, and, uh, you know, they're, they're also, uh, these folks are often passive aggressive, and they include guilt trips and backhanded compliments, along with nonverbal communication, like rolling eyes or sighs. And uh, they make everybody's business, your business, everybody else's business. You know, uh, if you uh, feel embarrassed, you, you don't want the whole world to know about your romantic disappointment of breakup or a divorce or whatever. And then all of a sudden, it's, it's not uncommon for these toxic family members to breach your confidence. They'll often share personal information, life struggles with whoever they deem worthy of knowing, with little to no regard for how that breach of trust has impacted your, your emotional well-being. 
And then we talked about gaslighting before. You know, it, it's a type of emotional abuse in which someone causes the victim to doubt their own understanding of reality. They deny that abuse is really happening. It's confusing and overwhelming because all of a sudden you're doubting what you see and feel is real. You know, an example would be like a sibling insisting your childhood experiences weren't as bad as you remember. Or a family member uh, point blank saying something like, that didn't happen. You're making things up as usual. You know, doing stuff like that is gaslighting. It makes you feel like you are crazy. They also often ignore boundaries. If you want to set healthy boundaries, it's critical in healthy relationships. And these can range from please don't call me at work or asking other family members to respect the rules that you set for your kids. Or if your wishes aren't being respected by someone who doesn't think the boundaries apply, it can make you feel like you're not being respected. They also love to play the blame game. You know, a parent, a sibling, or other family member may often place blame for anything that's wrong on someone else, possibly you. And uh, while their actions or behavior may not be the sole reason for a given issue, regularly refusing to take any accountability is a red flag that that is a toxic person. You know, also other uh, family members may often place blame for, for everything on you. They may make you the scapegoat for everything else. They're always looking for a scapegoat. You know, uh, sometimes uh, toxic siblings will side with the parent. And even if the parent is toxic, you know, in a well-adjusted family dynamic, there's usually no such thing as taking sides. But when someone learns poor relationship patterns from a parent, they may, may even try to earn that parent's affection by replicating with those patterns and thus normalizing harmful behavior. You know, there's things called triangulating, where we uh, triangle, we create a three-person triangle where we're trying to communicate with one person. And so that person is at the tip of the triangle, but two people are aligning against that person, basically trying to influence them. And so that can be extremely toxic. You know, toxic siblings often become a supporter of an equally toxic parent. So that tells you it's going to move on and on and on generationally through your family, past your death. And they'll use uh, critical language as the parent. They shame. They target siblings regarding areas of life they might feel are they're vulnerable about. And they also foster or play into competitive dynamic that mean that uh, are, are meant to make you feel bad as another type of toxic sibling behavior. You know, this kind of behavior often comes out when a parent's will has been put forward and somebody is the executive of their will. And if it's the toxic person, they're going to bend that will in every possible way to, to their own toxic advantage. You know, their goal is to send a clear message that you're not included on purpose and they'll often gloat about what wonderful time and great that event was that you were hurt you know you also beware of repeating toxic patterns with other people you know you didn't choose the family you were raised in but you can choose other people who are toxic and you need to be aware if these people are toxic because you do not want to add these people to your life if they're that way but, you know, uh, if one or both of the parents who raised you exhibited unhealthy traits, your ability to assess red flags and people you meet will be impacted in a really bad way. And oftentimes people find it like home because they were raised with toxic parents or a toxic parent. 
And then they feel like that's home. And then they oftentimes pick partners that have those traits in them. Or they teach other people and their their children how to have those traits. And oftentimes they are the parent that was toxic to their own children after they'd been raised by toxic parents. You know, toxic individuals will often attempt to bring a, a really strong level of emotions to conversations. You know, on the other side of the spectrum, they might refuse to discuss your concerns. So to help keep your conversation even keel or on track, you know, you probably want to stick to your talking points. And that's an important thing if you have to communicate with a toxic person. You know, detachment. Detachment is critical. You have no control over someone else's behavior, but you can work on your own reaction to it. So when going to a no-contact isn't an option, then you're willing or able to choose, then you want to detach that contact if you can. But if you work for, let's say, somebody that's toxic, you're going to have to learn how to work with that person. But the point is, you don't want to give them all your power. You need to have faith in yourself. You need to be strong. And you need to tell that person what you can do and what you can't do. And that's setting boundaries. It's not a hard no. It's what I can do and what I can't do. That's important. You know, detached contact centers on our ability to be physically present, but not emotionally wounded by that person. You know, we consciously recognize that the psychological games they're playing to get a reaction out of us, like a bully. But if we refuse to engage in that toxicity, then we invest our energy in healthier family members who treat you with respect and deflect all the attempts by the toxic person to engage in an argument or drama. So you want to place distance between your emotions and the chaos sowing tactics of a toxic person. You know, you want to decide to enforce no contact as a big move that may test your resolve. You know, and you call for new uh, family holiday traditions after that. And you spur other family members to try to intervene. And it's certainly not the sole option of every turbulent family bond, you know, nor is it the right option for everyone. But it doesn't always have to be permanent. You know, if they want to go down the road and mature and repair the relationship with you, then they need to understand you better and be good listeners and treat you with respect. You know, certain situations can require us to be uh, essentially, when previous attempts to improve the relations are, are unsuccessful, no contact becomes the option to consider. And that's uh, uh, important for your own mental health because otherwise you end up increasing the symptoms of depression, anxiety, panic disorder, addictions, mood instability. These are all signs of, of a necessary distance from a toxic family member. It's an intense, painful experience to face the necessity of cutting somebody out of our lives, but it is a figurative death with complex grief because the family member is still living, but emotionally unsafe for you. And so, you know, another reason people may choose to protect themselves with the no contact rule is out of fear that their own children will be exposed to the same unacceptable behaviors and outright abuse. You know, toxic parents frequently become toxic grandparents. Be real with yourself. Understand that. Even if toxic people came with a warning tattooed to their forehead, they might still be difficult to avoid. You know, we can always decide who we allow close to us, but it's not always that easy to cut out toxics uh, from other parts of our life. 
They might be colleagues, bosses, in-laws, step-someone's, families, co-parents. You know, these are things that we have to consider. So we, we live our lives in groups. And unless we're willing to, to go it alone, work alone, live alone, be alone, we're going to cross paths with those who would rather cross out. And with a discussion of a topic of, of toxic people, it's also important to understand that you can't change anybody. So it's best to stop trying. The only thing you can do is influence. So save your energy from, you know, for something easier, you know, like world peace or landing on the moon or something, you know, when you go to do something differently, things can't help but change for you. If it's not people on the radar, it will be their impact on you. And you don't want toxic impact in your life, especially if it comes from childhood and moves on into your adult life and into your own life and your own children and your own spouse having to deal with that. You know, coexisting with toxic means going around them and set your own rules, then accepting that you don't need them to respect those rules to claim your power. You know, be uh, uh, sometimes toxic people will trap you. Like uh, like a, a hunting thing, you know, you, you, you don't have to give in to them, but you know that there will be consequences if you don't. So the secret is to make your decision from a position of power rather than feeling controlled in the same way. There's something they want from you. So there's always something you want from them, even if it is to avoid more of their toxicity. So you decide that you're doing what you're doing to control them and their behavior, not because you're a victim of their manipulation, but you're keeping your own personal power. And that's everything to do with what you believe and nothing to do with what they think. You know, toxic people will always see in others what they don't want to acknowledge about themselves. They project constantly what they think about themselves onto other people. And that's how you know that they're toxic. All right. So we're going to take a break. We're going to come back and deal with these people. So come back. Friend us on Facebook to keep up with what's empowering the world. Voice America Empowerment. Dr. Gary Bell is available for speaking engagements as well as teaching at your seminar or workshop and life coaching via telephone Skype or in person in the Seattle area. Dr. Bell brings his no-nonsense, straight-from-the-hip discussions each week on the show, but it doesn't stop there. Learn about motivation and psychology, one-couple marriage repair, a two-day workshop in Seattle, and more. Visit drgbmft.com today or call Dr. Gary Bell at 951-818-7856. That's drgbmft.com or 951-818-7856. It's time to serve, learn, change the world. Tune in each week for The Power of Young People to Change the World, hosted by NYLC's CEO, Amy Muirs. The program is a forum for both young people and the adults who love and support them. We make connections with others through stories of change, partnership, and new perspectives of issues facing the world today. Be sure to join us every Thursday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time and 3 p.m. Pacific Time or anytime on demand on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Friend us on Facebook to keep up with what's empowering the world. Voice America Empowerment.
You are tuned in to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. If you have a question for Dr. Gary or his guest, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. That's easy enough, but if you want to send an email, it will take some thinking. Got a pen? The email address is drgbmft at sbcglobal.net. Or you can just click on Email Host on the Voice America page. Now, back to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. Welcome back, everybody. All right. Toxic people, we're talking about toxic family members, but toxic people will always see in others what they don't want to acknowledge about themselves. And this, my friends, is called projection. You could be the kindest, most generous, hardest working person on the planet, and a toxic person will turn themselves inside out trying to convince you that you're a liar, unfair, nasty, lazy. You know, see it for what it is. You know the truth, even if you they never will. You need to stick to your guns. And, and, and you know, things might get worse with this person before they leave you alone. It's like a little kid, you know, uh, who's throwing a temper tantrum. When you stand strong, don't give in. They'll go harder for a while. We all have a tendency to do that. When something we're doing stops working, we'll do it more before we stop. And toxic people are no different. If they found a way to control and manipulate you, it stops working. So they'll do more of whatever used to work before they back off and they find themselves another target. So don't take their escalation as a stop sign. Take it as a sign of what you're doing is teaching them that their old behavior won't work anymore. Keep going and give them time to be convinced that you're not going to be around that decision. You've made that decision and you're going to shut them down. You know, you also want to be clear. You know, you can't please everyone. But toxic people will have you believing that you can't please anyone. So you try harder, you work harder, you compromise more, and it's exhausting. But these toxic people will have your boundary torn down, buried before you even realize you had one. And by knowing exactly what you'll tolerate and what you won't and why, you can decide how far you're going to be willing to let someone encroach on your boundaries before it's just not worth it anymore. Be ready to listen to that voice inside of you that lets you know when something isn't right. It's powerful and rarely wrong, if ever. Whether someone else thinks it's right or wrong doesn't matter. What matters is whether it's right or wrong for you. That's your perception of the truth. And that is just as important as what other people consider to be the truth. And people have to respect your truth, your perception of the truth. That doesn't mean they agree with it. But that's what we all owe each other. You know, there's, there's always more good in us than bad. There's more right than there is wrong in all people. You know, the reason that toxic people are often in crisis is because they're masterful at creating crisis. It's what they do. They draw breath. They create drama. You know, you'll be called on at any sign of crisis of sympathy or attention or support that they want. But you don't have to run to their side. You know, you would need to teach them that you won't be a part of their pity party, being an unemotional, inattentive, indifferent to the crisis. But don't ask questions and don't offer up help 
because what they want is sympathy and not empathy. They don't want you to help them. What they want to do is make make you believe how much they are a victim. The other thing is, it's easy to do this. It's easy to say this, but it's hard to do. But, you know, you need to be understanding. You need to be compassionate and kind and respectful. But, you know, but you also need to do that for yourself, you know, and that's important. You can be kind and respectful and compassionate, but you need to do that for yourself, too. You, you can reject behavior, requests, and people without turning yourself into something you wouldn't like to be with. So strength and compassion can exist beautifully together at the edge of your boundaries. It will always be easier to feel okay about putting up a boundary if you don't hurt someone else in the process. You know, but it's important. And you don't need to explain to a toxic person because they're always going to want you to explain yourself so they can uh, derail your argument. You know, no is a complete sentence and, and, and one of the most powerful words in any language. No. And you don't have to say it with a lot of energy. Just no. Flat and straight. That's the best no you can ever deliver. You know, you don't need to explain. You don't need to justify your existence. You don't need to make excuses. No is the guardian at your front gate that makes sure contamination from toxic people doesn't get through to you. You know, we're all a messy, beautiful, brilliant work in progress. But once you're aware of your flaws, nobody can use them against you. You know, toxic people will work hard to play up your flaws and play down your strengths. It's how they get their power. You know, if you're able to own your strengths and weaknesses, what they think won't matter because you'll know that your strengths are more uh, than enough to make your flaws not matter or at the very least to make them yesterday's news. You know, you don't want to expect change in these toxic people. You, you can't reason with them. You just can't. And that's one of the things that makes them toxic. They are convinced always that they have the truth and that is the only truth on this planet. And that is what everyone should start to understand because everybody else is stupid. That's the toxic person. You know, you decide where you stand and stand strong. You don't need to do any more than that. They will try to make you bend or flex and break. Because you have an open heart, the thought that someone might misunderstand you, disapprove of you, or dislike you might, might get to you. But remember, you're not dealing with someone who's motivated by what's good for you or your relationship. It's about them. It's always about them. So decide that sometimes you're going to make it about you, and it's what you deserve. And so dealing with toxic people it takes an enormous amount of energy, and you don't have the step up to every battle that they create. You know, for many toxic people, conflict is the only way they can connect. It's the how they feel alive, how they feel noticed, how they feel important. Save your energy for the people who matter. You know, there's a lot of good out there. Find that. You don't need to pacify these toxic soul suckers. It's terrible to have to deal with them. People can be a, 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 a pity sometimes, but you're not... One of those. Decide you don't want anyone's victim theme. Instead, be the one with the boundaries, the strength, the smarts, the power to make decisions that will help you thrive. Step into your adult life. Don't allow yourself to go to the playground with the childish, narcissistic person. They're stuck in their own childhood. 
And you are not going to convince them to walk out of that. They need professional help, but most of all, they need to admit to themselves they have that kind of problem. You know, it will keep you angry and sad if you have to be dealing with this person on a continuous basis. You know, and if you're having to focus on making a decision you'd rather not make is to cut them out of your life, focus on the mess that you're cleaning up, not the person who's making your life hell. Don't focus on their negative behavior. There's just too much there to focus on. It will never make sense to you anyway. You know, you might not have as much freedom in certain parts of your life to decide who's in and who's out. But when it comes to the ones you open your heart to, you absolutely have the choice. So choose wisely and don't be afraid to let them know they what they mean to you. You know, and I'm talking about the good people out there. Focus, if you're stuck in a toxic household with a toxic family, find friends who are healthy and spend more time in that world rather than the toxic world in your family. You know, forgiveness is about letting go of expecting things to be different. Also, uh, the big thing is about forgiveness. It's about intentions. What and how did you decide to make that decision? You know, if you understand people's intentions, you have the grounds for forgiveness, unless they have a bad motive. If they have a bad intention, then maybe it's not good to have that person in your life. And the intentions of toxic people is to convince you that they have all the answers. You know, you'll never be able to control the past, but you can control how much power it has to impact your future. Forgiveness doesn't mean accepting a behavior and approving it. It means that you're not going to be controlled by it. It's something done in strength and with an abundance of self-love. Self-love is learning how to say no to things that hurt you. Don't forget the way people treat you, for better or worse, and use that to help you live with clarity and resolve. You know, there's a pattern that these toxic people follow. First, they're charming. And this, this is when they'll get you. They'll, they'll be attentive, loving, impressive. This is what narcissists do. They're very charming. But all of it will be to get you into a position. And then when they have their trust that you'll start to see the cracks, they will be mounting demands, raising to, uh, uh, to, to pull on your emotional resources. Then there will be the crisis, the test. You'll feel struck. Whether, whether or not you give them what they want, you'll feel compromised. Finally, you do what they want because you don't want to be unreasonable or cause more drama. And then they're, they're back to charming and giving you just enough of what you need to make you stay. So the problem is that this is never lasts for long, always comes at a cost. So you have to be aware of the cycle and use it to build your boundaries and uh, even more solid foundation than you had before. So if you can't get out of a relationship, know that you're not staying because you've allowed yourself to be fooled or blindsided, but it's because you have your eyes on something bigger that you need, and that's important. You know, you don't need their approval. You really don't. Don't look for their approval for your appreciation. You won't get it unless it comes with conditions and how they want it. That's how toxic people are. You know, they want to dampen you. They want to dampen your light. You know, you'll constantly feel drained because they'll draw on your open heart. Your emotional generosity, your reasonableness, your compassion, your humility, and your humanity. And you know what's really important to understand is they love these kind of people just gravitate to people who have no boundaries, 
people who are codependent, they love those kind of people in their life because they can groom them to be anything that they want. You know, the world's full of people whose behavior is, is terrible. And that doesn't mean that we, we haven't opened ourselves up to the damage, but the secret to living well means living deliberately, knowing the signs of toxic behavior and responding deliberately and with full clarity to toxic people will reduce their impact and it allows you to keep your whole and empowered spirit. And you'll always deserve that. All of us deserve that in our lives. You know, the word family can bring to mind a whole bunch of emotions. Depending on your childhood and your, your, your family situation, these feelings could be mostly positive, mostly negative. Well, they could be equal. Even if you've experienced a, a, a dynamic that's in your family that's toxic, your feelings may go beyond frustration or annoyance. Instead, interacting with or even thinking about your family might cause a lot of distress. You know, that's why this time of year is really difficult for a lot of people because just having to interface and having to, in your mind, prepare yourself to be around a toxic family member can be extremely difficult on people. And some people will use the excuse of uh, COVID, which I wouldn't say is an excuse, but they're going to fall back on that just to get away from those toxic family members. Any reason to get away from those toxic family members, the, the actual capacity, brain capacity that's required to deal with the toxic person in your family is enormous, causes enormous amounts of stress and can cost you a fortune in therapy. You know, toxic or dysfunctional family dynamics, it can also be really hard to recognize, especially when you're still entrenched in them. You know, think back in your childhood. Many people don't realize the effects of their family environment during childhood until they're well into their adult life. You know, family members take on different roles at different times in order to help each other out. Maybe it was your job to clear the plates from the table after Sunday dinners or maybe occasionally help out with watching uh, your, your siblings. You know, these are normal. But these tasks shouldn't have kept you from completing your school assignments or playing or getting adequate sleep. None of that should have been a, a, a sacrifice that you had to make in your childhood. You know, if, if you're raised in a toxic family, you were probably asked to parent or discipline younger siblings, provide most of their care, take on responsibilities like cooking or doing certain heavy chores before you could safely uh, or cap capably do them. And also provide emotional support as if you were the, the, the partner to another adult. This is horrible when people do this because they, they freeze that person into their childhood. They freeze that child into their childhood. So a part of them will grow older and a part of them will stay and respond to life from that childhood state. You know, most people, uh, most parents reprimand or criticize their kids' behavior sometimes but these remarks should be constructive and focus on the behavior, not the child. They should never make you feel inferior, unwanted, or unloved. You know, it, nobody's perfect. Maybe your parents weren't great about picking you up from school, leaving you, uh, you know, to wait. Or maybe they forgot to pay the electric bill once and the power went out for two days. You know, but supportive family members should be support of your basic needs by setting boundaries that are healthy, providing discipline and affection, discipline that teaches, by the way, providing, uh, taking care of your health, your well-being, making sure you received education, ensure you had food and clothes to wear, 
where there could be other factors involved, rarely going without any of the above can be uh, an indication that your life was toxic or unhealthy. You know, if you suspect you're currently dealing with family toxicity, start by thinking about the way you feel after interacting with these members. You know, if you feel controlled, toxic family members might try to control major aspects of your life, including your relationships, your your dis- career decisions. You know, they might imply or say outright that aligning with their expectations is a condition of their continued love and support. That's so unhealthy. You don't need that. You are a soul living a human life. You can get out in this world and do what your purpose and passion is without having to be apologetic to anyone in this life. It is terrible for people to have to live apologetically, guilty, shame. We don't want to live in that. If that person is manipulating you through guilt and shame, maybe they need to be demoted in your life. You know, uh, it's, it's also, you know, disagreements are normal. But at the end of the day, you need to treat each other with love and kindness. You know, in a toxic family, you might feel contempt or disdain or instead of love. You know, they might uh, mock you, uh, belittle your choices, attack your vulnerable points, chip away at your self-esteem. Your family may not agree with everything you say or do, but they should still offer love and respect as you find your own way. You know, and and if they're going to get in the way of your own path, and if they're going to subvert you through your childhood and through manipulation, you know, by hitting your vulnerable points, by tearing your self-esteem down, those are not people good to have in your life. Find other people in your life that are well, um, well-behaved, well-intended. You know, I've always tell people, if, if you're the smartest person in the room, go to a room where people are smarter than you. If you're a person that has been abused or neglected, you need to go to a room of people who, who have a healthy disposition, healthy understandings, and a healthy lifestyle. All right, we're going to take a break, and we're going to come back. Change your world. Change your life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Dr. Gary Bell is available for speaking engagements as well as teaching at your seminar or workshop and life coaching via telephone Skype or in person in the Seattle area. Dr. Bell brings his no-nonsense, straight-from-the-hip discussions each week on the show, but it doesn't stop there. Learn about motivation and psychology, one-couple marriage repair, a two-day workshop in Seattle, and more. Visit drgbmft.com today or call Dr. Gary Bell at 951-818-7856. That's drgbmft.com or 951-818-7856. Unravel the mysteries of metaphysics every week on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Join host Barb Crowley as she and her insightful guest share what's been learned behind the veil, going just beyond our five senses. Now you can see things with an entirely different point of view. Tune in for Metaphysics, A View Through the Veil, broadcasting live every Friday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time and 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Use it to explore your advantage and deeper understanding. 
Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. You are tuned in to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. If you have a question for Dr. Gary or his guest, Please call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. That's easy enough, but if you want to send an email, it will take some thinking. Got a pen? The email address is drgbmft at sbcglobal.net. Or you can just click on Email Host on the Voice America page. Now, back to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. Welcome back, everybody. We're talking about those lovely toxic family members. You know, sometimes there's substance abuse involved. You know, a family member sometimes uses or even misuses drugs or alcohol isn't exactly toxic. But substance addictions and compulsive behaviors can sometimes really lead to harmful and unhealthy dynamics in in family relationships. You know, there's some signs, that, you know, like substance use that it significantly negatively impacts a family member's mood or behavior. That can be very toxic. Also, emotional abuse or physical violence as a result of intoxication. That's horrible. You know, substance use is hidden from outsiders and never often discussed. So a pattern of enabling addiction or substance misuse can also contribute to toxic dynamic. So, you know, any type of abuse is toxic. It doesn't have to apply just to physical violence. But, you know, abuse, we need to lay it out here. It, it's like inappropriate testing, touching, uh, uh, sexual behaviors, sexual gestures or innuendos, sexual comments about your body, name calling, physical violence, sexual abuse, harsh or extreme criticism, gaslighting. You know, sometimes abuse isn't easy to recognize. You know, for example, you and a a sibling might both toss out some pretty nasty names during an argument, or maybe you end up throwing something at each other across the room, but you make up and apologize, you know, once you've expressed your feelings. You know, this type of behavior, if it's repeated, is toxic. But if it's just a one, you know, time, you know, example, then maybe it's not so bad. Maybe you just both of you are tired or both of you are overwhelmed or whatever, but if it keeps going and keeps going and develops into a pattern, that's toxic. You know, very few families get along perfect. You know, disagreements, rivalries, relationships, tenseness, miscommunication, it's all common. And and then there's going to be stress and there's going to be change and there's, there's finances and bullies and all kinds of weird stuff in this life. You know, there's there's challenges at work. Trouble with friendship, you know, trouble with school, health concerns, emotional distress, financial difficulties. These should be temporary. 
The person responsible may apologize, express regret, and work to change their behavior once they've become aware of it. But the toxic person won't. They just keep it up, and they're always tossing plates in the air and dropping them. You know, some people choose to cut off contact entirely from these toxic people, as I've stated before. But others try to work the situation by limiting contact uh, and taking steps to protect their uh, emotional well-being when they do so. Well, that's fine. But, you know, if you have a toxic background or if your current family situation has toxic elements, you know, you may want to consider some things. You know, decide what you want. Identify what you want from a relationship. That can help you develop a clearer idea of the boundaries that you want to set with that other toxic person. Say, you know, let's say you like spending casual time with a sister or a brother, but, you know, uh, not when they start talking about certain topics like their love life or something like that. And you know they'll share details with whatever you talk about, let's say with your mother or father, who will then call to criticize and and talk to you about what you talked about with your sister. So that is a person you don't want to share a lot of information with, you know, or or brother. You still want to maintain a relationship with them. So the solution be limiting your visits and telling them ahead of time what you will not discuss. That's an important thing, and you have the right to do that. You know, when you when you spend time with family members, don't let them pull you into issues you'd prefer to keep separate. You don't have to get involved in anything you'd rather avoid. You know, by detachment can involve a whole lot of things, like not participating in, in, in toxic situations. Avoid topics that bring up strong emotions. Keeping conversation casual and light, ending the conversation or leaving it if necessary. You know, make a plan. If you're trying to stay steer clear of toxicity, try getting in the habit of deciding beforehand what topics you can avoid, brainstorming ways to change the subject, answering a provoking or prying question with another question, also, letting family members know you don't want to discuss things, certain things. And these can be difficult at first, but with some practice, they'll start to feel more natural. Very important. You don't need to share everything with your family. You might find it helpful to keep significant details private, especially if you've got a, a child or a spouse who may not be behaving properly. And maybe if you shared that information with the, the family members, they would come to your side, but they would also align against your, your spouse, which could create a very toxic situation for your family to interact with your spouse or your child. And so you have to be careful with what you share, especially if you know you have a toxic family. You know, many toxic family members are experts at putting you on the defensive by getting you to reveal yourself without reciprocating anything about them. But you don't have to explain yourself or you don't have to give anyone access to your innermost thoughts. You don't. If you don't trust them, why give them the power to influence your life? You know, before seeing your family, consider reminding yourself of what you'd prefer not to share. And if possible, come up with one or two ways to change the subject if needed. And, and, and you know, it's always, it's always okay to simply say I'd rather not talk about my health, dietary choices, parenting skills, or my love life. End the conversation. Period. That's it. You know, setting boundaries for yourself and saying no to things that might compromise those boundaries can help you navigate 
difficult or toxic relationship patterns more easily. It's not always easy to say no to family members, but if you reject any family member's behavior, no matter how outrageous, you take the risk that they may reject you. You know, if you know a situation will make you feel unhappy, distressed, or uncomfortable, saying no might be your best option. You can explain your reasoning if you want to, but don't feel like you have to. But a toxic family member may try to persuade or manipulate you into changing your mind. So have confidence in your decision and know you're doing the right thing for yourself. And and the whole point is, we don't have the power to change anyone. Yes, believe it or not, we do not have the power to change anyone, including our spouse, even our children. We do have the ability to influence. So, you know, if you want to think about what creates people, makes people nut up, what makes people nut up is trying to control things they can't control. Make your goal influence and then you have your sanity back. You know, when dealing with toxic family members, it's not uncommon to hold out hope that they're going to change. But that, that fantasy uh, is, is never a reality. You know, you, you, you have to, if you get to work on trying to change their behavior, you're going to find yourself extremely frustrated. People can do change. People can change. But it's beyond your control. It's something they have to decide to do for themselves. So behind, but beyond telling them how you feel, asking them to consider your perspective, encourage them to talk to, a, let's say, a professional, a therapist. But there, there's not much you can do. You know, you also want to plan uh, interactions so that they work for you. You know, giving yourself power in any interactions you have, you can make, it makes a big difference. So decide where and when to meet. Like if you're going to meet for lunch, maybe it should be in a public place. So the limits on the on the topics they're going to be talked about are there. You know, consider taking alcohol off the table. Alcohol increases tensions and 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 creates a highly charged situations sometimes. And so you want to avoid alcohol at gatherings that may uh, help decrease the chance of of, of a difficult interaction. And and you also want to be clear about your your availability. For example, you might say, "I I've got only an hour today. I have to go back to work." And that's it, and, you know, and laying it out in that way and just saying there, there's just a time I've just got to go and I can't help that. And you also want to take care of your own transportation. This way you don't have to leave. You can leave when you want to. Do not depend on them. Setting up meetings on your own terms helps you take power back and feel safer during the interactions. Also, when you're currently entangled with toxic family situation or working to overcome the effects of a difficult childhood, sharing your feelings with someone can be a big help. And this is uh, particularly useful for maintaining a grasp on your reality if toxic family members or upsetting interactions make you doubt yourself, which is what they are experts at, at helping you doubt yourself. It's amazing how they do that. You know, working on your own mental health with a professional is ideal, but opening up to someone like a partner or a friend can also help. They don't, they don't have to share every detail, and sometimes even giving a general picture of the situation will, will help you express some of your frustrations and maybe give you a sense of perspective. And that can be very, very, very important in this life. But the bottom line is you've got to know when to cut ties. And sometimes cutting off contact is the best move, even if other person doesn't intend to, to, to 
cause you harm. But if the relationship does you more harm than good, it's an option worth considering. Trust me. You know, deciding to cut off contact with a family member, no matter how much hurt they've caused, can be extremely hard. But, you know, you have to help guide your thought process and you have to decide on what the rest of your life's going to look like with or without them in your life. You also have to understand that most of the time they don't respect your boundaries. You know, if you, if you, if you aren't uh, sure of cutting contact is the right decision, you know, first start your needs by giving your family members a chance to show that they can respect the boundaries you've expressed. And if they can't respect the boundaries you've expressed, then that's time maybe to cut that person off. If they still can't do it, you know, you have to understand they're not going to change. And so cutting off contact may be the healthiest move for both of you and them. And so also, you know, it's generally uh, safest to distance yourself from people in your family who cause you physical harm. If you, if you have to see them, try always to meet them in public or have someone with you. You know, verbal abuse can be more difficult to recognize, but, you know, name calling or body shaming or rudeness or contempt Criticism of your life choices, hate speech, prejudice, you know, all this stuff can happen in families because they feel like they've got a free range to be able to, to use that kind of abuse. But, you know, family members who lie as often as they tell the truth can make you feel unsettled and very confused. You know, they, 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 <laughs> they, they have a hard time trusting you. You will have a hard time trusting anyone, especially if you've had a family member that has gaslighted you your whole childhood. You know, if you if you point out that that and the behavior continues, this negative toxicity, the cutting off contact is there and you gotta do it. You know, it when you don't feel good about seeing your family or when any contact inspires negative emotions, you know, it could be time to consider whether taking a break might help improve the situation. If you have thoughts like, why am I putting myself through this? Or do I have to see them? Remember that you don't have to see them. Put yourself through anything. You don't have to deal with it. You know, cut off contact doesn't have to be permanent, but it may just be something that you need in the moment. And you need to think like that. And you need to consider that, you know, choose your method. If you feel safe and comfortable telling them face to face, great, you know, if not, there's nothing wrong with making a phone call or sending an email. You know, these days people ghost, <laughs> you know, they just disappear. And that's the end of that. But you want to prepare yourself. You know, that's the big deal. You know, you want to explain to yourself what's happening. You want to come to the understanding of what's happening. And you want to own what's happening for you. You want to own your own feelings. And that's all you can own. They don't make you feel anything. You choose to feel. And that's an important thing to understand. We all choose how we respond to different situations and how we react. And we have to take accountability for that. You know, but if you're going to grow up in an unhealthy, toxic family, it's going to contribute to a lot of emotional, interpersonal and mental health challenges that can be treated. And that, my friends, is our show. All right. I want to thank everybody for listening. I love hearing from you. You could do that at voiceamerica.com, the Empowerment Channel, Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. Now remember, forgive the toxic people in your life, then kick their ass out. Also, when everything goes to hell, the people who stand with you are real family. And also, most toxic families will ignore you until they need you. Thanks for listening. 
That's our show for this week. Please join Dr. Gary Bell for another edition of Absurd Psychology next Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Now go impress your friends and family with what you've learned today and have them tune in next week so they can be almost as smart as you. 